This podcast is brought to you by Anchor. Anchor's a dope way to start a podcast. You don't have the equipment, that's fine, because with the Anchor app, you can record right off of your phone. You're worried about trying to distribute that? That's cool, too. You don't have to worry about that, because Anchor will distribute your podcast to major streaming platforms such as Spotify and Apple Music. So get started with Anchor. Get your voice out there. Hey, what's up? This is your host, Pete McCarvin, and join me as we explore the great unknowns. Hey, what's good, y'all? Welcome back to another episode of the great unknown. This is your country cousin, Pete McCarvin, a.k.a. Peter Mac. Um, Been a couple weeks since I talked to you, you know, like I had went back to work, had to report back to Uncle Sam and all that. Uh, but this episode is is a, is... I'm looking forward to this one because uh, me and this guy, we came up in the trenches together in Atlanta. Um, my man, he, he's he been on the road and performed with a lot of well-known comedians, which is why I don't understand why he is still a great unknown himself. Um, only other person I know besides me that can tell you any damn thing about 80s and 90s R&B, and he might know a little something about the 70s. He ain't, ain't we ain't never really tap into that. Um, I call him the R&B whisperer because I don't know how this man do it, but you'll look up on Facebook, Instagram. This man will find R&B singers. I mean, he'll you have he'll have uh, Christopher Williams. Uh, he'll have Tavia from Destiny Child. It's like, where are you seeing these people? So I'm like, no, you he got to be summoning these folks. He has to be um, from. Lorraine, Ohio, not Cleveland, Ohio, even though he do claim Cleveland. It's Lorraine, Ohio, uh, uh, talented comedian, I father. Because uh, he'll say that, I ain't making fun of he'll, he'll, he'll say I father, former pull-out champion <laughs> of, the, of the world, of at least of, uh, at least of Fulton County, and connoisseur of R&B, um, homeboy of mine, my dog, Marlon Ballard, what's up, my boy? What's up, man? What's going on? Cooler, cooler, man. Uh, uh did you um, did you rock out at that uh, Comics Rock uh conference, or you ain't do nothing for it? Bro, I don't sign up for these these conventions and festivals. I do more networking, just showing up, than just actually signing up and going to the places. I'm not paying for nobody I know to give me some advice. I feel on that. And one thing about you, your ass. You know how to network and you know how to wiggle your way into some shit. I do will say that about you. Uh, I look non-threatening. Yeah, you do look non-threatening. Well, honestly, you can't say that because you know you look like Nick Gordon. Uh, Bobby Christina's like, <laughs> oh, you know I ain't going to let you live that down. That's why I, I, I would hate to run into Bobby Brown right now. He, he seemed like he had peace, so I think I can approach him a little bit. Look, man, Bobby Brown is a uh, hey, – you you can run to Bobby Brown knock one year in peace and two he ain't the my prerogative Bobby Brown no more he kind of got a little weight on now if you had ran to Bobby Brown like ninety three right now say what I think I could beat his ass right now I don't know now that man's still from Roxbury Boston man <laughs> you know so I don't, I'm just saying but now if you ran him back with uh, in his heyday that at like eighty nine or like ninety two oh, Bobby yeah, would yeah, get that work he'd get you that motherfucker especially especially if you high on that on that on that coke oh yeah Bobby would have lit your ass up like Christmas tree. Yeah, but what's what's been up, man? What's 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 uh what you uh what's been up to lately? Like what what's man, been uh plotting? I've been I've been pretty much plotting. I ain't really been on stage like I used to as consistently as I used to because um 
every now and then I need a break, bro. I can't be like that shit was draining. We was out every night, like to yeah. three, four o'clock in the morning. I can't do that shit no more. Like it's just I want to, but I'm just like I'd rather go to sleep, bro. Like if it's not worth it, I don't come out like that no more. Yeah, so me it's, and it's, Sonny was yeah, me and Sonny was talking about that uh not too long for those y'all remember Sonny G. He was my second episode. We was talking, I said, bro, do you believe? that we used to go out to like a Waffle House, Landmark, Diner, Fellini's, have to hit like two or three stages, sit there like one, two in the morning. We went in two in the morning by the time we get there, sit there, politic, give each other advice, try to holler at some females to like 4.30 in the morning, knowing we got to be up at work and not have to get up at seven, got to be at that motherfucking clock in by seven. Not a care in the world. I mean, just just did it like it was just, it was the thing to do. No coffee, no Red Bull, no, five hour engine shots. Nothing. We just did that, man. I don't know how the hell we used to do that shit. Yeah, I used to. Now I gotta take a nap. I gotta prepare for it. If if Marvin hit me up and be like, "Hey, you know, let's let's go to Fellini's," I'm like, "Man, let me take a nap." Because oh yeah, because no. you know, if you there with Marvin, and mm-hmm. especially uh, if he got AD with him, you gonna be there for a hot minute. Man, I, now man, I just I tap out and I hit the stage and I'm like, all right, y'all, I'm gone. Like I can't do this shit like I used to no more, man. I let them younger cats come out there and, and you know waste their time and try to get on stage. I'm not doing that. Why you say waste their time, bro? Why you call it wasting their time? Waste, wasting their time, man. It, this shit ain't what it used to be. You already know that. Yeah, it's not what it used to. You you fighting to get on stage. The club don't respect you. They ain't paying you. They ain't doing none of that shit. I sound bitter, but this is me talking from experience. Like, but now, that's how it was for us. It was the same way for us. Yes, yes, and no. We were actually funny. Um, oh, oh, shots fired. <laughs> we, so yes, yes, and no, yes, and no. But it, but it was, it was a grind. That's when everybody would come together in fellowship. Now you couldn't, you couldn't pay all the people we came up with to be in the same room together because it's just everybody doing their own thing, you know. So it's. What you think is egos came into play and all that shit oh, once yeah. they got on. Ego egos and you know everybody got managers and stuff now so it's just you know it's you know it's all love when we do come together but it's really yeah people don't people don't come together like they used to unless it's a funeral yes oh yeah that's when i see everybody name mama pop up is when somebody died like when um when tyler craig died i saw so many people i hadn't seen like come together in one room at one time. I mean, I went there, but I'm just saying the pictures I saw because I was deployed yeah. when it happened. But I was just like, oh snap, I ain't seen this nigga in Lord know how long. Or like my grandma say, a month of Sundays, I ain't seen him in Lord. And then I'm like, whoa, this dude? I'm like, and where he came from? Man, hell, even my mentor that got me started, too loose. I did see him. I'm like, oh snap, this is not a game. It's and I never ever thought I'd say. Like, damn, that was a good-ass funeral. That shit was funny as fuck. I never thought I'd see that until I went to comedians' funerals and niggas was, like, out there doing sets and roasting each other. And I'm like, yo, this is a funny-ass funeral. I want my shit to be like this. Well, at least that funeral was better than how Ricky Harris's was uh, about six, five, six years ago out in Long Beach. They yeah, started set-tripping in that bitch. I heard, man. They tried to run up on Snoop. Yeah, and then here comes Sherry Shepard out of nowhere. Just crying. Like, what the hell is you crying for? What, 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 who, who, what, what, is, what is this? She, you know, she, she, that one girl that be, you know, when the fight happens, she would be the one yelling, "Stop, stop!" That's her. Like yeah, you're making it like, worse. Your voice is irritating me. That makes me want to punch more people in the face. It's spilling, yeah. and it's a gang of L.A. Crips. Like ain't nobody letting up, man. Everybody yeah. going for broken that bit. Not at all. We ain't doing that. <laughs> yeah, I feel you on that one. But uh, hey, man. So 
We're talking, uh, like I said, you've been doing comedy. What is about what? A, like you hit 10 years yet? Yeah, this is my 10th. I hit 10 in July. Yeah, 10. Uh, so my boy, what made you just like decide that you want to like get into comedy? Like what led was, you to, to try it out? It was peer pressure, Shantae. Oh, yeah. It was, well, it was uh, I was following her on Twitter. This, okay. this was like my, my heavy Twitter day. So um, I'm like, I'm in Atlanta and I was, I didn't have no life at that point. I was just going to college and going home. I wasn't doing nothing. So I'm like, Shanta, you know, Wayans said they had a show somewhere local. And I'm like, oh, I know where the punchline is. That's over there in that part of the city that I go get food from and shit. So yeah. um, I told her I pull up. She messaged me back, like, pull up. I'm like, all right, I'm pull up, man. Went and saw her, met her after the show, took a picture of, and, uh, you know, she was nice to me from that, from that point on. And, you know, me and her started kicking it tough. Um, she started inviting me, you know, over, meeting her folks and everything. And then she's like, you kind of funny. You should get on stage. I'm like, yo, at first I was hesitant, but I'm like, shit, if Wayans tell you you're funny, you need to get your ass on that stage. Where so I'm, I'm like, you know what? I'll try it. And I did. First time, you know, after that, I wanted to quit, but she took me to the punchline for my second, you know, try, and I got up, and ever since then, I've been doing it pretty consistently. You know, right. she, she, she was like, if you're going to hang around, you know, I mean, Marlon told me, too, he's like, you're going to hang around us, you got you to gotta be productive, you got to do something, you can't just be around, you got to, like, get your ass on that stage, do something, write a script, do something, so... Yeah, cause you know they like uh they like a factory over there. Everybody go to work over there in the Wayne's. Like as soon as you can walk and talk, hey yeah, oh, we yeah. need you over here running this camera. Hey, we need you behind that uh that typewriter uh writing up something. So you said that was your second set of punch. What was your first? Cause you didn't mention like when you performed that first with Shantae. Uh, it was well, punchline. My first official stage. Uh, the first place I went to was just a regular ass comedy room. That's when Ray Grant had uh Stars and Strikes out there, and I think Woodstock or. It was somewhere out there, uh, yeah. like the Marietta area. It was um, he hosted Professor Ray Grant, Dirty South was there, uh, Big Kenny was there, and that's all. And Shantae came. She came to watch. She didn't get up. She just came to watch. And you know, I remember that was my first time meeting Dirty South, and she was just as wild as she was then. <laughs> yeah, boy. That's when James. You know, she was with James. Oh man, R.I.P. to James, man. Yeah. That's when she was with James, and James was. And nigga had a, a, a grip like a mother. He shook my hand. Hey, how you doing, man? I'm like, damn. It's dirty like this. My man. This the only dick I'm sucking today. Come on, hey, boy. <laughs> yeah, that's all. <laughs> today. I'm like, so, so I'm like, who dick you sucking tomorrow? Don't worry about it. Get, oh. <laughs> Get out of my business. Boy, you man. still. <laughs> Have you always been an asshole like this, even when you was younger, or like this is a villa once you no, got? I was, I, was, I was picked on. I can, so I, I, no, I can see that. I had no choice but to be an asshole. I was, I was a military brat, so oh, yeah. I was in I was in Maine from like ninety eight all the way to two thousand two thousand one. Uh, yeah. So uh, I'm, I went from being the only black kid in the school wearing Skechers and all that, you know, whack ass shit, you know, from the nineties to moving straight to Memphis, Tennessee, where. Ooh, it was snap. like these are like the cousins of niggas from Three Six Mafia and all this shit. So they they grilling your ass as soon as you get off the bus. The fuck you got on? Like I'm like yeah, cause that's what they love to do. They don't care where you at. Like them jokers want to talk yeah. and roast. I got a couple homies that's in the navy with me that's from Memphis, but they're like you just walking up, boy, and you can be clean as hell. Boy, I'm about to give it to your ass, boy. You think you fresh as hell? Yeah, you fresh as hell, but boy, you still ugly yeah. as hell, boy. That's them. That's them. I, I dealt with that shit all fifth and sixth grade, and then after that. 
like some some niggas that dress worse than me finally came into school. And then that's when I started, you know, giving them the business. And okay. I'm like, so y'all ain't gonna be picking on me the entire time. Like, so I, I in my own way became a bully, but I wasn't as harsh. Yeah. So um, it's, it's just going from all white to all black and you gotta adjust just like that or you're gonna keep, you're gonna get your ass whooped every day. Oh yeah, so, that, 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 that shit is hard to do. I didn't have to do that like in school. Like the elementary school, I had to do it, and I had to do it in college. Then I had to do it in the Navy because my job in the Navy, I'm around a bunch of white people. Not only am I around a bunch of white people, I'm around the white people that regular white people find weird. So I'm like all the way in the pocket, bro. So I totally get it. It's, it's you know, you you in Maine, so you up there like listening. Like this is when TRL was in his like the peak of its thing. So you watch yeah. NSYNC, Bashy Boys, all this shit is popular. Then you move to Memphis and you don't hear no more about that shit. It goes straight from Backstreet to Three Six Mafia, Eight Ball, MJG, all that shit that was out there. Blood John, like the Southern shit, just took over. So I'm like, damn, I can't listen to this shit no more because it ain't cool. So I was I was from white to black, you know. So it was. Mm-mm. So that's that's when I became slicker asshole, and then it, it it I went in and out of it, you know, as time went on, you know. Yeah. So yeah, cause I, I ain't gonna. I remember when you started, you were Marlo the comedian. What made you get rid of that and just go to your using your regular government name? No, I I never asked to go by Marlo. Just motherfuckers remember uh, my Twitter name, which I went by Marlo the Martian, and then they just yeah, bought me on stage to that. I'm like, I didn't ask to be that, but you know, I'm like, if it works, it works. So I went by it for a little bit, then I got tired of motherfuckers calling me Marlo. So I'm like, Marlon, Marlon. And Rodney Perry actually told me that. He was like, use your real name. Start, you know, use it ASAP. Cause he was like, once that name clicks and nobody wants to call you that shit no more, they want to stick to what, you know, they know you initially by, which is, you know, like food stamp. Nobody's calling him Fredo. Like, we, we still, you still food stamp to me. So yeah. it, it's, it's hard to transition, you know from one to another. So that's why I started using my real name. Uh, yeah, I having that same thing too, because I was using Petey Mac real tough. And then I got the Cali, it's a cat from the Bay Area that used spell it the same exact way. And I remember uh, it was a it was a club in San Diego. It was called a Comedy Palace. It's not Comedy Palace no more. They changed the rebrands called Mike Drop. So it was this uh, comedian named Zach Miller. He asked me what my name was. And I told him Petey Mac, he was like, what's your real name, man? I told him my real last name is McCorp. He said, bro, go by that. He said, because a lot of max. You're going to, huh? It's a lot of max. Yes, yeah, so not um, only that, he said, but he said, but I'm coming. He said, I see that. He spent it with the. Oh, here you go. Here you go. Get that little swig, boy. Man, I ain't mad at it. I had to leave it alone, but I digress. Um, he said, man, I see this. Is I'm somebody trying to book somewhere. I'm gonna see this. I'm gonna thank you. Want to be a thug ass rapper? Or something versus this? He said, because be honest, he said your regular name. He said, yeah, I don't know if you're black or white, but even when people come out, and even on some shows I hear, people still call me Petey Mac. You 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 have a comedian name. Like your real name is a like you have a comedian name, Jonathan McCordy. Like, oh, oh. No, if I hear that name, then I'm like, okay, it sounds like a comedian. Yeah, some, 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 some no, some names ring a bell. Like you like 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 uh like I don't know who else you Rodney Perry. Like that sounds like a comedian name. Not because I know the nigga, it's because like it just it, it flows perfectly. So your name flows perfectly. I can see that shit on billboards and whatnot. So okay, yeah. one thanks for gas me up, but two thanks put my government name out. I owe people money, bro. You can't just be doing put my name out. I mean, they be like, huh? I mean, shit. What what else they gonna get from PD Mac? They gonna 
the, the assume your last name start with Mac. Well, no, no, man. I'm saying, but you know, I go by Pete McCarvey now. I'm talking about you put my real first name oh. out there, like, because sometimes I ain't gonna lie. I give this to sometimes I might get his name to a chick who I'm like not want to talk to. Then I run my regular name, and yeah, you just oh boy, you just do a monkey wrench in the whole game, playing boy. Now they be like, oh, that's so, so that's your name, huh? That's I forgot, name. I forgot everybody didn't know your name was, was started with a J. My bad, bro. It was funny because when I graduated from high school. Uh, they called my name out of the war. They were like, "Who the fuck is Jonathan?" They're like, "Pete, Pete." Yeah. Like, like they say, they like, "Nigga, where Jonathan come from?" I'm like, "Man, I, that's, that's my name." So I was just like, I, "What you want me to do?" My mama and them gave me that name. Like, I don't, I don't know what you. Yeah. Your mama named you Pete. I'm gonna call you Pete. Well, that's what the streets name. Yeah, I don't. I mean, we ain't gonna even get this ain't about me. We ain't gonna get into how they got that nickname. But um, so like, what is um? When did you know that you hit your stride doing comedy? Like, oh no, I'm I'm. I'm 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 okay at this. Ooh, I got a porky pig moment going on. Um, my stride. Um, damn. It was probably that that second set I did that punchline. Um, uh, I actually got laughs that time. So I'm like, you know what? If I keep at it, cause me, I don't like failure. So when um I do if I even do mediocre, if I don't get the laughs, I want to laugh. Like to get on stage, I'm gonna go home and I'm gonna do my homework. I'm gonna punch up, trim the fat, do what I do and then take it back and try it again. So I never really, I never got booed ever, but I've had the silent treatment and that shit feels worse than getting booed. So that right there would keep me on my toes. So I go home, write write something, punch it up, take it to them. And if it worked, that's when I, you know, get into that mindset, like, okay, I'm I'm doing a nice little run and I'm gonna keep doing it. So as far as my first stride, I think was probably, probably six months in when we was doing hammers that's when I was like consistently you know getting my time up consistently I wasn't super funny then but that's when I the stride to me was the first one. Oh, good old hammers boy you brought back some memories with that one boy and it still it still looks the same I wrote about it the other day it has not changed it still it looks it wasn't a bad place I mean now granted it was like in the middle of the winter we in there and it's open like a cabana and shit, we freezing our ass up. We up in there in like fucking triple, I mean, uh, North Face, and I had my car jacket. I mean, no, we was we was killing ourselves catching pneumonia to tell jokes. It was them dirty, them dirty ass mirrors. Angela, Angela's drunk ass. Uh, it was me, you, Sonny, probably. I think uh, what's the light skinned dude's name? Uh, he always dressed like an old man, light skinned dude. He looked like Steph Curry a little bit. What was his name? Fuck. My Sean P. Sean P. Sean P. Yeah. <laughs> he would be in there. Uh, shit, it'd be Philip Wellington to come through sometimes. It'd be you and the black Greg guy. Being there sometimes, I think uh, David Purdue came in there one time because I never forget. Remember that honeycomb story that uh Jeremy Crawford yeah. always kept asking to tell, and that's the first time I saw Purdue like really get heated because you'll never see Purdue get heat like that, heated like that. That never. motherfucker got so heated because you know how they used to take pictures and they put them on Facebook. They got a picture of like Jeremy sitting there smiling. And you got Purdue like sitting there like, man, leave me the fuck alone. I was like, oh yeah, he hated. It was damn, there's a lot of comments that can't do shit. Chelsea comedy. It was a lot of people that can't I knew you were gonna bring all the fuck. <laughs> I was wait, hey, because I was gonna get to it. I was gonna get to it. I was like, let me get to it. But not, nah, but man, well, I right, for y'all wondering why this is SI sold, this chick he just named was a chick that I happened to. What would you describe it? We would. Yeah, y'all was just, y'all was just, I mean, shit. Oh, see, we were fucking around. We were fucking around. Yeah, we were fucking around. Yeah. We were so, but here's the, <laughs> but here's the, here's the thing about it, though. 
Marlon cousin y'all was also messing around. So the, I know the memory he about to say. So the memory Marlon about to tell. So it's one night we was performing. So me, Marlon, I forgot who else was on the show. Uh, Chelsea was also on it too, but Chelsea had invited Marlon's cousin to come see the show. Now I got up, but did I get up before her? Or after I got before her, right? You was before her. So I got up before her, and. I did I? Right. I ain't gonna say I, I did, cause I did I. Right. She gets up after me. This nigga walks out. Watch she on stay like I can't. He said I can't take this no more. <laughs> and I'm like, damn. And then I'm like, damn. I said, brother. And then Marlon like, hey. He said, hey, my nigga. I said, what's up? He said, that's my cousin. I was like, okay. He said, no, him and Chelsea are talking. I'm like, oh snap. Ooh, okay. Ooh. And then the made it so funny. Buddy came up to me after the show and said, bro, you did good. You probably was one of the better ones of the night. And I'm trying my damnedest not to laugh because I'm like, thank you. But I'm like trying to laugh one for reason. One, like, damn, bro, you just said I did better than chicken, too. You don't even know. I was, I was, it, I was, I was digging your chick out like not too long ago. Like, like a few days before, I was digging your chick out. Like, that, and that I'm was, like, that, oh. was, that, was, that was his only goal. He was like, trying to wipe this bitch up. He was like, I'm trying to, you know, just. Hit and go. That's it. Pretty much with you. Hey man, we ain't gonna we ain't gonna run, we ain't gonna keep running that girl through the bud like that. No. But no, she so for all, for all you out there, she she hates me. She hates my guts. Oh, I no, no, so, so I'm gonna tell you why she hate him. Cause you know, we having fun. This is my homeboy. We just like us catching up. So why she hates him. Okay, so this is what happened, because it was me. <laughs> it was me, Marlon, and another uh guy. Uh, he don't do comedy no more, I don't believe, but his name was EJ Love. He was doing comedy. So we actually was, we didn't, no, we didn't leave. We was all hooking up for New Year's Eve. I think we was going to go to Hammers not to perform. We just going to have a couple of drinks or something. Then we tried to catch a Waffle House. So funny thing, we tried to go to Waffle House in downtown Atlanta. It was packed out like a motherfucker. So the only one we knew that wasn't packed, we had to basically come back to Hate Village. So I don't, if anybody's familiar with Atlanta, from downtown Atlanta, Hateville, that's a that's a hump. And especially it's New Year's Eve. So we finally made it out there. So while we out there, me, Marlon, EJ, we talking, you know, we we 20-something year old men, you know, we talking about what we want to wear, where we trying to go, who we trying to hit, what female we trying to hit. And I think Marlon brought up his cousin and uh and uh, Chelsea and I had asked him, I said, hey yo, bro, I said, what's his what's his feelings on that girl? And he like, he, I said, hey, bro, I said, I'm just going to let him know he don't need to go no deeper than what it is right now. I said, why? And I told him, I said, well, bro, I was just not in, a, I was in an apartment like less than like 96 hours ago and we was getting active. So mm. the next day I go to work at Walgreens. I always call it the punk ass job. And I think later on that night, because it was rolling into a Wednesday, so I had to go get the open mic at the punchline. So it was rolling yeah. into a Wednesday. And I'm texting her while I'm at work. I said, I did that old corny ass thing. Hey, happy New Year's. I ain't talked to you since last year. How you doing? Immediately, she texts me back in all caps. So you out here telling everybody I domed you up? I'm like, ooh. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what the, huh? I was like the Nick Young. I was like the Nick Young. Me, just for me, was the things I like. I like the Nick Young. Like, this. So I'm like, so I'm like, Kevin, no, 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 no. So I said, I know Marlon. And so I got on the phone with Marlon, like, bro, I know you ain't do no fuck ass shit. And Carl said, nah, bro. So what happened was my cousin grilled and she folded. So I called her back, guns blazing. 
Because, no, he's, he said, man, I told my cousins, like, man, you might want to check her. Like, my boy, whoop the whoop the whoop He said, but I ain't going to detail. He said, she, she caught herself in the trap, but now she trying to throw you off the scent. So I called her back. I said, so you trying to play some old slick shit and whoop the whoop the whoop and trying to throw me. I said, no, nah. no. I said, yeah, you is it, man. I said, you full of so much shit. It's unreal. So she was like, well, I see like, no, nah. I was like, look, man, me and you need to sit down and talk. She's like, well, I'm going to be at the punchline tonight for open mic. I'm like, all right. So we go back in the green room. So me and her in the green room, we having an in-depth conversation. I'm telling a whole bunch of lies I don't plan on keeping because she was cute. And then I ain't had no heat in my apartment at the time. Her apartment was nice and toasty. So we about five, six minutes. I didn't told, I didn't, I didn't did like JT from the five heartbeats. I didn't cried for it. She didn't fail for it. Lo and behold, here come this jackass that's on y'all that y'all seeing right now. He come walking dead in there. And then just stop in the middle of the room, like, what up, Pete? I'm like, what's up, Marla? And then look at her and look back at me like, you good? I'm like, I'm like, this nigga ain't shit. I'm like, yeah, I'm good. He looking at it. And he got one of them big ass shit-eating grins on his face while he looking at her, looking at me, looking at her, looking at me, looking at her, looking at me. And I'm trying my best not to laugh. I'm like, mm, mm, mm. And y'all, this chick is like yellow. I mean, she like the epitome of high yellow. When I tell you her face was bubbling red, because <laughs> that's why I'm, I'm trying not to laugh, because I know what Marla doing. And I'm also seeing her get heated. I'm like, mm, mm, mm. I got my hand inside my pocket, pinching it. And so finally, I end up going to the bathroom and I went to the boy at the bar. I said, You full of, I said, You ain't worth a shit, bro. He like, I don't care. I don't care. I'm gonna keep fucking with her. Man, and Lord, bro, until that girl got out of the to go off on me. I was like, I'm like, I want her to cuss me out because I'm like, I'm gonna go off on her monkey ass. And, and, for, the, hey, and for the rest of the time, this girl, was doing comedy. This man right here harassed the shit out of her ass. I'm like, bro, I'm like, bro, I'm not even talking to her no more. Like, why are you doing this? It's that that cute shit only goes so far. I me, mean, yeah, you pretty, but that shit don't motivate me. Like, it's you know, you can get this work just like any other nigga could. So I'm gonna give you, I'm gonna give you that work. I don't care. I'm not hitting. I'm not hitting, especially after you know. Two, two niggas I know they hit, so I'm not about to. Wait a minute, so that what you was in there for? You were trying to get down for yourself too? No, no, I'm like, I'm not about to hit that, especially after two niggas. I didn't, like, I know that they hit, so I'm like, shit, at this point, you you one of the homies now, I'm about to give you this work. So no, I'm not about to go after nobody I, I fuck with, especially a cousin of mine, nah. Nah, nah that, and that right there taught me early on in the game, don't never fuck with a female comedian, if we can call her that. I don't even, I don't even, man. I, I wish I wish I stuck with that rule. Uh, oh, man. Hey, look here, we ain't finna, man. We gonna we gonna get to that soon enough. We gonna get to you to you to your road travels soon enough. So, um, I call you the R and B whisperer because, but like I said, y'all, this man can tell you so much about R and B. Like I can hear a song or get a lyric. I'm like, hey man, what's this with the lyric? Oh man, that's such and such from uh, they they third album in '88. I'm like, damn, because I thought of it when I first. Was that I prided myself on knowing all 80s and 90s rap. Now I'm good with the rap. Now he'll tell you this: the rap, that's me. But the RB, this man got it. He got it with the RB. So, like, what made you like grow up? Because you know that they claim that's not our generation, though we were younger when that came. Like, how you got so like deep involved with RB and you just vibe so well with that type of RB that we heard as children, but now you're an adult, it's just that's just your vibe. Oh. Um. I I miss my childhood so much, so I kind of never left mentally. So um, I listen to all the stuff that I remember growing up, and then I listen to whoever inspired them. So I just do my research, like, all right, you know, Boys to Men, you know, they came out this time, but who they listen to? 
I want to know who you listen to that made you great. So I would go back and listen to old stuff and, um, you know, eventually circle back around to listen to them. Happy. So I'm like, I'm like, I want to know what made these motherfuckers happy when this song came on. Like, was it a memory or something? So I listened to those songs. I'm like, I see why they like these songs. And then, you know, certain, you know, as like time went on, certain video games came out and those songs were included on video games, like Grand Theft Auto, like San Andreas. Oh, a lot yeah. of that on joint was on there on that CSR. No, I forgot the exactly what's that thing. CSR 98.3, I know. Damn, that I listen to that and Radio Los Santos. Radio Los Santos, yeah. I used to ride too. Yeah, it would be SWV and, you know, uh, in Vogue and all them on there. So I'm like, you know, this is the era I grew up in and this is the era I want to kind of stay in. So um, and then, you know, I was raised by my grandparents for the most part because my mom was in the military. She was gone. So I listened to a lot of Val Green, Earth, Wind and Fire, a lot of old gospel. So I'm very musically inclined. And also I'm a relative of Florence from the Supremes. So my family has that uh, that music thing about them. My grandpa was a singer. He has gospel albums out. So I heard a lot of music and I just like studying music. I can't sing my damn self, but I know I, I have an ear for it. So that that right there kind of inspired me to, you know, go on and, you know, work with these cats. And they're they're just as solid as anybody else. Like they're they're so humble. And, you know, like you call me the RB Whisperer. I just run into them at random times. Like I'd be Food Depot and Bam Latavia. I'm like, damn. What's up? You say you say that, but I'll be like, nah, how are you running in the orange juice Jones and stuff? I'm like, nah, like, no, nah, he's summoning these people. I'm like, he's gotta be summoning these people. Cause like I said, you love RB. And for the fact that you running into uh Cindy from SWV, which you probably not SWV, oh, my bad. Cindy from In Vogue. Let me get that right. I'm Dawn. just like, nah, this ain't no coin, huh? Don. I'm just saying, I just do send that name out there. Oh, yeah. I'm not trying to run into You're right. I did run into her. Are you in the Cindy for real? Yeah. Mm. I was in Denver. You was at where? I was in Denver. They had a show in Denver and I was out there. Oh, okay. and, uh, there was like, after they do what we do. After a show, they, they go to Waffle House, I hop and eat. And yeah, well, they too. I mean, shit. They are, but you know, you would think, you know, they wouldn't go to a public place and eat because, you know, that's the biggest thing happening in the city at that point. So you wouldn't you wouldn't expect them to go to an IHOP or something all together at one time. And you they still got the shit they got on from the show, like the sparkly outfits and stuff. So <laughs> you're not you, you're not standing you're, you're standing out. You're not low key or nothing. Nobody changed. Genuine's with us. Uh, Cisco and them were with us. Um, in Vogue and with Shy. Uh, it's it's like damn. Like everybody's in IHOP just eating pancakes. Like, it's it's like I couldn't like I couldn't I like usually I record shit like that but I'm like you know what I'm gonna enjoy the moment because this I can't I can't fathom this I'm sitting with motherfucking genuine the man to go viral every week for a, a terrible dance man yes. get up off genuine man you know all the women talking crap about them that man pull up in their face they still gonna drop them draws man no, that's, that's and then, hey, don't be talking about genuine because hey I remember talking to you when you and him was performing and boy you you were telling me some stories you sound like a kid in the candy shop so don't oh, yeah. don't, don't. I, I, I love genuine he he, uh, he 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 got a sense of humor he's funny and he goofy like he he he's like with a with a person with that resume that he has, you would expect him to be like super bougie or like on some Hollywood shit, but he's far from that. He's he's far from that. 
Definitely. But you're like you was talking about your research, like bro, like you do really do some extensive research when it comes to uh, R and B. Like even with your podcast, I'm gonna get it. We gonna get into that after I, how you got that after I say this. Like for instance, I did. I mean, I knew of that group from uh, Lean on Me. Oh, Riff, yeah. Yeah, Riff. I knew of them, but I didn't know that they were actual students at Eastside High doing Joe Clark's time. I didn't know that until I saw your podcast, and I'm like, damn, I didn't know they actually went there for real. And yeah. there's a lot of stuff on your podcast I, I, from other artists. Is I'm like, I didn't know until I started listening. So how did you come about forming that podcast? Uh, what made you just sit down and form and say, this is what I'm going to do? Um, it was one night at the Punchline. We was in there late. Me, Hank, Mia Jackson, uh, uh, Marcus Harvey. We was in there talking about R&B to like 2 in the morning. And Mia was like, you should do a, a podcast. And she was like, you already know a couple of them guys. Just, you know, get online. Hank, too. Get online. Talk about how much you love this stuff. Try to invite a couple of them on there and, you know, do interviews. They was like, you know so much. And I'm like, you know, I do that. This is before the pandemic. So, like, I was still busy. I was still on the road with Brandon. And I'm like, I don't have time. So I never entertained it until we got locked down. And I'm like, you know what? I got a camera. Got a laptop those people that I want to interview, they're not touring because everything shut down. So I'm like, why not? I'm sure they're bored. Let me just hit a couple of them up and see what they say. And they hit me back. Yes. I'm like, mind you, I don't have a following on that page that I started for the podcast. They just was like, you know, you cool. I did some research on you, a comic. So, you know, let's talk. Let's, you know, let's, I feel like talking, let's tell some stories. And from the first episode on, I was getting B and A-listers. I'm like, damn, like you say yes. Like I had dude from City High. I had Riff, Shy. Um, I had a couple of my uh, Nickelodeon partners that used to be on all that. Like I was doing singers and actors. Yeah. Um, but yeah, when I interviewed Riff, um, most of the interviews I did, I need, I didn't really need to do any research because like if I reached out to you, I'm already a fan. So I already know what most of everything I need to know unless you want to tell me something new. So I, one of them asked me, they was like, are you reading off notes? I'm like, no, I'm just asking you a straight up question. Like, when you did this, how did you feel type stuff? And they was like, damn, you're good. All right. And they answered the question. So when I asked them about Lean On Me, they was like, I was like, how how close was Morgan Freeman to being Joe Clark? They was like, Morgan Freeman came to the set one day, met Joe Clark. And then from that day on, he had him down back just like that. They was like, like when he came in the room as Joe Clark, they was like, we straightened up like, damn, you're good. I'm like, damn. So y'all actually went to the school. And I'm like, was Joe Clark actually that tight? He was like, yeah. They was like, this month. We thought the motherfucker was going to beat our ass a couple of times. And <laughs> that's how hard he was. So uh, it was uh, it was cool interviewing those guys. It's cool, it's cool interviewing, you know, Dawn from Invogue. She, she talked a lot. Um, she told me a lot of good stuff. It was, you know, just getting to know these people as like, after the first five minutes of talking to them, it's like the fan shit went out the window and I'm talking to them like me or you were talking. I'm like, you know what? Like, let's just you know, throw everything out. And then by the end of the interview, they're like, damn, like, take my number down. Call me. I'm like, okay, shit. Just leave. And then now they call me like with some normal shit. Like, hey, bro, um, I'm cooking some ribs. Come over today. It's like, okay, shit. Let's, you know, then they'll call me with like, if they frustrated with people in the industry, they'll call and vent to me type things. And, you know, it's, you know, strictly confidential, but you know, I'm like, I'm glad niggas like that can confide in me because I'm like, bro, guess what? I just got done listening to nigga. I just got done listening to your shit. And they like, man, I want to hear that shit right now. <laughs> My bad. 
but uh, but it, it's, it's it's a cool podcast man i wish i could do more interviews but everybody's busy again you know they're back on the road back up yeah so now i just go on the road with them and just get footage and, and just do interviews at the show you know that's better you know yeah so who is it uh, that you want to get on your podcast if you who would be like yo your drink besides jodeci because everybody out there watching if you don't know this man is a jodeci fanatic i call him the fifth member jodeci huh absolutely that's not absolutely i am the fifth member yeah. jodeci. i'm surprised <laughs> this man ain't pushed for them to have a bt biopic because the way he feel about jodeci that's the way i feel about new edition because like I, you remember that because you remember when new edition came out i was like Ooh, y'all better get all this shit right. And it better be like Duck said on Five Harmony. It better be a five-part harmony. Five-part harmony. I was who? I was like, okay, y'all got it right, all right? But besides that, who would you want to get on there? Like, who is, like, your ultimate goal to have on there? Besides Jodeci, of course, I would love to have Boys to Men. But, like, I want to get somebody that people haven't really seen in a long time that was, like, big. Like, I want to – I mean, I wouldn't say, like, super-duper big, but I would love to have, you know, somebody like Charlie Wilson or, you know uh, – Aaron Hall type thing or somebody that was just like untouchable back then like uh like you know, I love to have Key Sweat um that man gonna try to that man gonna try to ID boys you if you get Key Sweat on yeah Marlon you know and <laughs> are you sure you want Aaron Hall I'll do Aaron like I can I can put up with Aaron he's calmed down a lot the past couple of years okay. um but shit I would have like my my all in all would have been you know R. Kelly you know that would have been like as far as '90s R&B, you know, minus the bullshit. Because you know, I always pregame before I act, before I go live. I'm like, hey, tell me now, what don't you want to talk about? And I write down what they don't want to talk about. I leave it out. Like it's a couple of interviews. I'm like, yo, this shit could have been real juicy. But I'm like, just you know, in the name of R&B, I kept it clean. It didn't ask no bullshit because they didn't want to talk about that. You know, shit. People incriminating themselves nowadays. But I would have loved to interview R. Kelly. Like that would have been that would have been my all in all right there. Him and uh somebody, you know. Who was a female that was like just big, uh, at least a, a, like a salt and pepper or you know something like that. Even though they weren't R and B, I would have loved to have them on the show. Um, but R Kelly, that probably would have been my top person to have on there. I'm gonna tell you one person I was rooting for because you had told me about. I'm like, if he get her, he will be my hero. I wanted you to get when you were telling me about Maya. I wanted you to get her so bad. I was like, I was praying for you to get her on there, man. When she, you told me still, that, I was like, God, please. She's still on the waiting list. It's just um her like she she only wanted to do an interview if she had something happening around that time, which you know we was we was mid pandemic. So she's like, I really don't want to talk about you know nothing right now unless I got something coming out like an album. So she's like, I'm recording new music, you know, around March. So hit me up around that time and we could do it. So around that time, I guess that she told everybody that did interviews around that time, like, hey, I'm doing it around March, and then I just got lost in the sauce. So. Um, uh, I still, I'm still cool with her manager. He's like, yo, next time we in Atlanta, pull up and I get you a live interview. I'm like, that's even better. Oh. We good. We oh, good. Hey. I mean, a lot of people was like, man, if you get Adina, I swear to God, you know, I never ever interviewed Adina, but I've been in her presence quite a few times now. Yeah. And when I tell you that woman is beautiful as I don't know what. Yeah, she was she was she was out here not too long. I couldn't make it. I had duty though, but it was best because I one of my exes was in there. I was like, nah, uh, uh-uh, this gonna go left real quick. Let me not come up now. So, Medina, Medina and she like and she she like what 52, 53 or something like that. Forty eight. Oh, I thought she was like made up fifty. She still look good regardless. My just made forty two with her fine ass. And and it's, it's it's magical how young she is. So we technically we grew up with her, and she was young 
back when we was yeah, kids. like 18, 19, something like that. She, she was 17 when uh uh the one with sis, her Cisco came out. Uh it's oh. all about me. All about me. But shit, Aaliyah was 14, Monica was 12, Brandy was 14. Like so everybody was was What's young. Song Monica 12 on? Um, that first album, she was she was like 14, she was like 12 or 13 on that Is first that album. With them big ass white shoes yeah. they be coming out. Oh Lord. Monica was young. Monica like 42 now. So she she yeah. was yeah, she came out before Maya. So yeah, she had to be about 14. Yeah. Tevin Campbell was 12. No, he was he was he was younger than that. Yeah, they were they were young, man. So man, you see all them, these people trying to get like shocked that he came out the closet. Man, water is like, wet. What? Huh? Water is wet. I know, right? Like everybody, like, oh my god, breaking news: Tevin Campbell's gay. Like we 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 knew that. Man, I, I argued with that man for an hour and a half last time I saw him. He he's sassy. He's sassy as I don't know what. But he, man, he's don't good do that, Tevin Campbell. Man, no, no, he, we no, he, do that to Luther, and we ain't do that to Freddie Jackson. Don't no, do that. as in he has a mouth on him. Like he, he, he a smart ass. And I'm like, okay. So me, I, you know, I do the footage and everything for concerts. So um, Vanessa, Vanessa Fraction was there. She was the warm up for the award show. So yeah. she's like, can you get a picture of me and Tevin? I'm like, absolutely. I got a Note 20 Ultra. So I'm like, my shit is immaculate type shit. So I pulled my phone out and pointed at her and Tevin. And he's like, oh, I know that's not an Android. I'm like, right, don't do this. Don't do this. And he keeps going, keeps going. I'm like, all right, well, let me use your phone. Pull your phone out. He pulls out this cracked ass iPhone. I'm like, don't you ever say nothing ever again about Android. Because I'm like, I bet your thumbs are bleeding. That's how bad your phone is cracked. <laughs> and, and he just kept like, John, but it's friendly, but it's John. I'm like, all right, all right. So I'm like, have a good day, sir. <laughs> well, you didn't chomped so, off Tevin Campbell. You didn't chomped off one of the biggest. You chomped off Powerline, man. Uh, so so we we get out into the auditorium when the show is about to start. So they do a, a Tevin Campbell montage. So we're I'm sitting like in the row directly behind them, next to you know a girl that's a big fan of them. She's like part of the media too. So as they're playing the power line, she's like, "I didn't know he's still getting paid for that." He he snapped his neck like, "And is I'm like this motherfucker here." And she's like, "Damn, he's still getting money for that." And is I'm like, "Bro." <laughs> He he he's 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 on one that day, but he is like it's not like no malicious shit. It's just his personality. So I'm like, okay, I get it, you know, Stephen Campbell. So, but he he's a nice guy. But you know, I can tell me and him will argue for that. Definitely. But but you said you got an ear for music, so I'm gonna say that we talk about Stephen Campbell. You know his song along with you. Now, ask yeah. me if you agree with me on this. You know how he went into the chorus on after the first verse. Do you think he? I mean, this is what best kills me. I would he didn't he should have went into the chorus the same way after the second verse because that always bothered me every time I hear along with you. Which like the um what the girl don't think me and then he go and then go straight into I just wanna be and then when on the second verse is if the girl don't leave me then they play that all that break it died and it go into that and I just want I'm like no I probably should have did it the same break it. Down, da-da, 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 yeah. I just wanna be, and then he hits the high note, yeah. and then, and then he back. come back into I just wanna be. Yeah. I'm like, no, you should have did it the same way. He wanted, he wanted that solo, like he wanted to have that break in the song, because if if he wouldn't have had that, the song would have been probably too short for his liking. And so, then he, he extended a little longer. Yeah, did, 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 did. I'm like, yeah, 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 that's that's tough, man. John Gill would do that shit all this the time. This nigga was trying to channel his inner Ella Fitzgerald, wasn't he? <laughs> I'm happy that um, you know what I almost did when I was in that little 
situation that you get you uh, called me out about last year, I almost put up a picture on my story, and that was going to be playing in the background. That was going to be the uh, story music. I was like, I'm glad, I'm glad that shit with the shambles because I was waiting for you. I'm like, I'm gonna put this up. I said, Marla, for let me have it. Man, I never thought I'd see the day already. Gibson, give up hope. I ain't give up no motherfucking hope. I'm just kidding. <laughs> hey, hey, y'all, so that what this man did. So, me and this dude, according to Marvin Hunter, he claimed we the only two comedians that he is like young comedian that he is secure that are not homosexual. Cause he know for a fact that we fact. That, he, that he said he said I know for a fact that Marlon and Pete ain't gay because I I see them getting getting bitches that we I see them getting bitches so Marlon everybody's know but me and Marlon we it ain't no thing but you see it was one chick one day and then we might do that we see it with another chick so the old you know, me the old me the old, the old me. him the old Marlon now he reformed yeah. AKA he locked down. Uh, now he reformed. <laughs> so, um, but in, in his in his uh in his savage days, me and this man, you just it, it was nothing to see us with another chick every two weeks. I mean, one chick ain't gonna make two pictures in a row with us. They not. So, Never. like I said, when so when I got out to Washington, as y'all, if, if, if uh, the young lady I met, we took one picture. I'm kind of being kind of tough in the picture. She's sitting in there. And Marlon, like, who that is? I'm like, I don't know. I'm just, like, kicking it with a whoop de whoop So the next picture, it's kind of on some lovey-dovey shit. Our hands touching. I'm throwing, like, a little light smile. She cheesing her ass off. So everybody let me have it. So everybody now always says something about it being two picks. Marlon, come on. That's two picks. He said, that's two picks right there. You're two feet in now. Nah. He said, I never thought I'd see the day old Ray Charles, I mean, old Ray Gibson give up hope. Every, I mean, I'm talking about I had like 10 laughs at his one day, and then, and then it, it just fired from there. My, my homie's like, whoa, she made another pick? And then my cousin was like, all right, that's pick number two. Them heads touching, y'all glowing. I'm like, nigga, get out of here. Man, and if y'all would have kept going, you you would have been on the beach doing that shit, with that, trying to shape a heart with her hands or some shit like that. I know, was, the, was, I know, I know, I know. The streets was talking about me back in Atlanta. Like, boy, you did it. You was on, you was on your way to to being that nigga. I'm like, bro, like I never thought I'd see this day because you, you, big pimping was your was your theme song. To me, I'm like, this nigga is not about to. Would would Jay saying that song? I would never give my heart to a woman. That would never happen. <laughs> you gotta remember who I used to have to give a ride to all the time. And who was like laced with me with game? That was Shaq Double D. So I've got to ride him right. I'm getting late because even how I um, end up knocking uh, Chelsea. Yeah. Shaq had, uh, I ain't going to go into detail because my mama might watch this. But Shaq had said, You ain't hit that yet. I'm like, Nah, dog. He said, Hey, man. He said, You're going to have to whip that out on the ass. And like when I'm I over, and, like, and I'm, because he just tried, he didn't like try to, you know, because you know, mom probably be like, Well, you need to stop playing with that girl. You need to stop playing with that girl and just tell her, like, look here now. You need to go and come on with the program. AD would have been like, oh, hey, that's going to be the Anthony Demon. He'd be like, homie, you got to show her what a man is. Whip your dick out, baby. Whip your dick yeah. out. No, you got to show her what a man is. And everybody knows that. <laughs> Shaq didn't break a stride. Shaq straight up said, nigga, you got to whoop your dick out, bro. And went right back to talking about what he was talking about. So when I went to that apartment and the moment was right, it was like, Obi-Wan Kenobi talking to Luke Skywalker when he attacking the Death Star. Like, use the force. I just heard Shaq. Pull your dick out. That's, did it. And it worked. It worked. And it did it. And, and, did it. and 
And that's how y'all end up with that little situation in the green room, which is funny because that's who, that's who you need to be giving. I never thought I'd see the day old Ray Gibson give up. Man, that's what, bro, that broke my heart. I don't know what to tell you, bro. That broke my heart. I mean, no, I'm happy for him, but I would just like, like, like Riley said on Boone, that's like going to heaven and finding Jesus smoking crack right now. But I'm happy for him. He look happy and, and, and relaxed, fatherhood and being married. Look, I don't, I don't, look, man. Hey, look. From the outside looking in, and you being a father, him being a father. Let me tell you something. As a single man out here in these streets, who got to deal with majority of these women out here, and I got to continue my legacy with them. At least y'all got somebody somewhat decent to carry your legacy on with. Do you see? Huh? Did we? I mean, hey, <laughs> hey, that's y'all. Hey, you was supposed to be the pull out champion, nigga. That's on you. I mean, when when it's a when it's when you mess with a chick that's over forty, you don't, don't expect do that. that. Don't don't no no yeah. don't don't do that. You don't expect that. They got a whole that. aisle at CVS, Rite Aid, and Walgreens. Don't do that. Don't do that. I mean, usually the eggs are fried by then. Usually. So you wouldn't expect oh, them they, to put they, their egg. Don't, don't, why, damn, don't do that. Don't do that. You wouldn't, you wouldn't expect them to put their egg, their their health on the line to have, you know, my baby. I'm broke as fuck. I ain't got nothing going on. I'm a struggling comedian. I work a job that barely pays me. You wouldn't want to keep know, that. Don't you know that's a woman's perfect. That, that's these women out here. That's they, that's they dream, man. Man. No, I'm, I'm good on that. Hey, you talk about that, dude. You talking to a I was, dude. I was, ro- I was rotating like five outfits to get on stage. <laughs> oh, I remember them days. I remember them days. <laughs> I go back and look at the pictures and I cringe. I'm like, why the fuck was I wearing this? I what cringed at some of them pictures too. Like, it, it, man, at least you had like a button up and like a uh, like a fedora type hat. Nigga, I had them camo pants with them Rady shoes. And uh, like that loose button up black shirt I had when I would fold it up, you know, and come in with a book bag. And this is before I cut my hair off. So I'm yeah. like, man, man. And then when I started wearing hats, my hats was too big for me. Yeah. So I was. Yeah, because I remember you without hats. I went back and looked at the picture. I said, so that's what he looked like without a hat. It's like watching man. a cartoon that they never take their hat off. They're like, oh, that's what he looked like underneath that hat. But you talk yeah. about that, bro. I went back and saw some of my pictures. Y'all did not tell me I, I was as skinny as a Somali pirate. You yeah, and then when you when you when you gain weight, we was like, this nigga Pete didn't got fat, but you was skinny though. So I'm like, yeah, it's about time you put some weight on type thing. But you you were small though. No, I can stand to lose a few pounds, but I looking back, I'm like, no, I was too small. Good God. But you 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 were small to the point where you shouldn't have been talking as much shit as you have been. Because you was talking cash shit out there to everybody. I'm like, ain't nobody beat this nigga up yet. No, because I had motherfuckers thinking I was crazy for real. Motherfuckers yeah, said, "No, nigga, exactly. we thought you was crazy." Exactly. So I'm like, when I first met you, I'm like, I saw you. I saw. I forgot who you was going off on. I'm like, I'm like, this nigga talking crazy. I'm like, I ain't no. I'm like, have any of y'all like fought him before? They was like, nah, he cool. And I'm like, all right. I'm like, y'all say he cool, he cool. But like, I see you go off a couple times. I'm like, this. I'm like, he's small, but he like he a firecracker, like some Joe Pesci shit. I'm like, who the yeah. fuck? Oh no! Don't get twisted. Like I thought, I had blue man syndrome. It was a, it was an empty bottle somewhere that I knew no, I could it, grab hold. It, it, it wasn't it wasn't little man syndrome, but I'm like it, it had nothing to do with your height. But it was like just how small you were. I'm like, like you 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 were little. You were little. 
Yeah. Well, little, but you was, but you was, you was popping off. I'm like, this nigga well, got it. believe yeah. there was, a, there was yeah. a hot again or a Bud Light bottle somewhere in the disc. I wasn't just doing the door. I'm like, I, right, you can bring your big, but I'm gonna pop your ass. I think my my first combo with you was at uh, hole in the wall. That's that's the first time you ever said anything to me was a hole in the wall. Yeah. And then yeah, like it was you, you I think maybe the really I think y'all all landed. All y'all was out there. Uh, and it was I, I, Ben Palmer still had it. And yeah, you you was you was nice initially. You I never like me and you have never had like a, a problem. No, never. Like it was you know it was always you you and other folks. <laughs> no. I already know the incident you finna talk about. We're not no, gonna talk no, about no, that, man. No, it's, 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 it's a quite it's quite a few incidents with you that it was. No, was saying, I know one incident you like, and I was wrong for that. But it was I was on some other shit that night, and I, and I shouldn't have did that to that man because he already had too much shit going on <laughs> in his life, especially with the motherfucker he was dating. Yeah, I, I don't I don't like her. I swear. I don't like her. We're not gonna put her name out there. Yeah, yeah, we gotta admit she's doing her thing in Hollywood now. I gotta get with it. I got one thing about me. I'm not going to never not get nobody they props. I hate that bitch, and I mean that when I say this. Mama, you just going to have to take this on the chin when I say this. I hate her with a passion. But yeah, I can't deny you, you went off on that, man. I did, but it, it wasn't. I apologize. But, 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 but he, 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 like, I was waiting for He heard it. it. No, he heard it, but I shouldn't have went off as hard as I did. Now, my most favorite person I went off of, I ain't going to say her name, but we all know who she is. Was and it wasn't me going off. It just was finally somebody that let her have it. Ooh. It was Carlos Miller of all people. We was at uh, oh, was at Cloud Nine. I ain't gonna say who it is, yeah. but you know, she real big was real big hoe on the scene. Yeah, but one I always push that feminist bullshit. And yeah. she came to, and you know Carlos don't bother nobody. Carlos didn't want to be in his phone, smoke his weed. I seen this, two people get Carlos off the whole time I've known him, and I'm like, you piss this nigga off, then. Yeah. So he's sitting there just chilling and vibing. I think I'm out there smoking a cigarette, talking to Sonny. I don't know if you was out there or not, but she was like, oh, you act like that because you getting all this pussy from all these women. Cause said, bitch, ain't nobody worried about no pussy. I ain't got no pussy to last me a lifetime. I'm sick of pussy. Get your ass out my fucking face. And I'm in yeah. tears dying. Because you, know, you know me, I can somewhat sideways instigate too. And I'm sitting there like, and she get, her, she get in her feelings. And I'm, it pretty much turned into that scene after the fight and, uh, and, uh, uh, and play club, she like, she like, she like, who you laughing at? I said, I'm laughing at your ass. That's what I'm laughing at. I said, I'm laughing at your ass. I said, bitch, you learn to shut the fuck up now. Ooh, that motherfucker face was cracked. Who are you talking to like that? Hit talking to your ass. Yo ass. Screaming. You better wear your bulletproof ass all motherfucking day. That's one of the funniest lines in cinema history. This nigga threatened the police. You better wear your bulletproof vest all day. All motherfucking day. What's not it got for you? Hmm. I think he <laughs> ad lived that line with him and Jamie Foxx in the um I, the Jimmy I Walker line. He, I think I think he ad lived all that shit. I think that's all. They never gave him a script. They just let him be him. That you had to what, be. You know what the funniest line is to me in the players' club? It's not even said really by one of the main characters. But remember when Bernie Mac was getting uh when the guy put the gun in his mouth and threatened by how much money, he leaned over, I'm supposed to get some pussy tonight. Then Bernie Mac go, uh, uh, uh. I don't know how I find that line. That movie's full of quotables. I think, you know, even though he wasn't the main character, one of my favorite shit was by uh Ezel when it was him and his ass up in that car. He was like, I got a question. Were y'all fags in the high school, or did y'all wait till y'all got on the police force? <laughs> hey, if no. anybody ever told you you look like the father from Good Times, 
That nigga put that jelly shit in his shirt. Nigga, chicken oh. shit, chili shit. When James almost, when he was went over to the uh the car to get the get the keys out and Charlie Murphy like, hey, I told you he said take some of that bass out your voice, bitch. I'm just getting your keys out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he said, hey, James Amos delivered that shit so smooth. I'm like, he talking to people like that for real. Funny as shit. I follow him on TikTok. He he's still funny. I mean, his son <laughs> run his account for him, but I'm like, yo, that's still him. Because the way he delivered it, I'm like, that's natural. Hey, everybody else pay for pussy. If y'all want to see pussy, you got to pay for it. Like, it's just like everybody else. <laughs> Ain't nobody lying to us. Now, watch your tone and keep your hands yeah, on your head. <laughs> we ain't never liked Dollar Beer. We ain't never liked your ass either. Now, watch your tone and keep your hands on your head. Hey, face our love slammed his ass so hard into that hood. I know when they said cut a- AJ Johnson, like, hey, nigga, come on, cool out, man. It's a movie, bro. Like, we acting. Because he slammed his ass on that hood hard. Because you know, we never liked Dollar Bill punk ass, and we never liked your like punk Nah. Now, watch. <laughs> Watch your tone and keep your hands on your head. Oh, that is so funny. That is so funny. Oh, oh boy. That shit was uh-huh. uh, that shit, that shit was wild, man. Um, but now, nah, man, we I'm I'm gonna go ahead and wrap because we'll probably be on here for a long time. So uh what you what you got what you got in the works, man? Anything you got in the works? Oh man, I'm um I'm planning my next R&B show uh, at City Winery, so I'm waiting, you know, to see who I want. I'm just giving it time to pass because that shit's so stressful. I'm trying to, I don't want to take the promoter role because I still host the show. Yeah, I don't mind saying I put the show together. I'd rather that I'm not a promoter. So you know, just you know, right, getting my fucking, you see, stupid. Just you know, getting motherfuckers here. You know, getting them in their room, making sure they do sound check, making sure you know everything's taken care of. It's stressful enough. And then dealing with certain egos and whatnot. Not saying I have dealt with that yet, but you know, it's a, it's always a minor one that I have to deal with, you know, and whatnot. So I'm planning the next one, going back on the road with Brandon T. Soon, uh, we got you know cities like uh, D.C. We got to do Naples, Florida. We got to do uh, uh, fuck. It's another one we got to do. I forgot what it was, but we got a couple things coming up. And then um, as far as the R&B stuff, I'm always out with Shy doing you know their visuals um sometimes i host the show sometimes i'm just there just you know to enjoy myself just to be around some positive energy um i'm with them in columbus ohio and cleveland back to back in october 29th and 30th um they got something coming up in memphis for sure and then you know whoever you know i it's not just them i'm out with you know a couple other rb acts that you know do their thing so I'm always somewhere, whether it's comedy or music, you know. So, you know, I'm 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 out and about, but I'm out, yeah. you know, in Atlanta. You catch me at any open mic that's out here, I'm still hitting the same mics, you know, still messing with the same people. I'm pretty neutral, I don't have no beef with nobody. Never will, because I mean shit. For what? But no, and speaking of Brandon, hey, good looking out on that when he came here to Washington, uh, uh and putting me on that. Oh, like yeah, you yeah, yeah. On that. He said you did huh? good. Yeah, he, he, good. Me, he got my number, but you, you, I mean, you know how they go in the game. No, he, no, if, if he take your number down, he, he has it. Like, he, okay, he has yeah. Yeah. He was really good him. chopping it up with him, even though you be like, give it, you be like the little brother who like gets so annoyed by him. He actually, he cool to talk to. Yeah, yeah, catch him, yeah, catch him on his days where he, you know, he overall, you know, it's my bro. You know, but we gonna we gonna argue, we gonna bicker like brothers too. Like That's what brothers do. But now we had we had a good time, like with the show. We went to the club afterwards. Um, 
like we 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 turn up, turn up, but like it was like all love. People were like, oh, that's Brandon T. Jazz. Whoop, whoop. Yeah, I had a good time with him, brother. I appreciate you putting me on that. Um, so and uh, please live stream this next uh the next jam session you do, bro. Cause oh, I, I, I mean, from the footage I saw with. The way you had it set up and you hitting that, and I'm, and that, boy, I'm so glad you got that. Uh, because like I said, how you feel about Joseph? You know that's how I feel about New Edition. I was gonna oh, call you, but you got the choreographer right because I was gonna get in your ass. I, I was, I was dared to do it. So pretty much, um, people saw the footage from last year when I was humping stools or whatnot. When I went up there and pulled uh, Martin on shy, I went up there with that while they were still singing, took my coat off, and started you know hum air humping and shit like that. So I think it might have been Danny Boy. He was like, man, you ain't. You gonna sing or something? You gonna you gonna dance or something? You got a band? You might as well you know get out there and you know this your show. Do your thing. So uh, I think it might have been Danny Boy. So I went out there and uh, they had bought Vanessa up to if it is in love. So I'm like, when she came off stage, this is right after she got off stage. I'm like, Van, go ahead and hit it one more time if it is in love. So I'm sitting there trying to catch the beat. Um, because they didn't start from the beginning. They didn't start from that. So they started right from the chorus. So I'm like, all right, let me get the steps. So I just started and it, it luckily caught on beat and the crowd was in there egging me on and they did the why did it i'm like yo this was amazing i would have did the second verse but we were short on time you know i did the whole choreography i know that, man, that, little, that, little, that little stutter step thing they do with it that shit is harder yeah. than it looks i had to, i did that for karaoke <laughs> when i was deployed in 2019 that's harder than it looked I, I went the wrong way i'm like damn i was looking the wrong way shit so yeah. next time i do it i know what to do, you know, as yeah. per se. But I'm a, I'm, I didn't tag Ricky, Bobby, Mike, all them. I'm like, y'all need to share this shit because I put my heart and soul into this dance that day. It was, it was, I was sweating by the, by the time it was over. I'm like, man, I had to do that part. I told her I'd never fall in love, but now I know better. How does it feel? And I'm like, yo, I'm done. I'm done. Cut it. Yeah, Cut but it. Like, between that and then I saw Mo set that bitch on fire. Yeah, yeah Mo, I was, Mo like, was, I was there like, the day before I was. I, I'm gonna get Mo on one soon, but he, he was oh, there. I thought the day that was same night. Oh, mm, no, Mo, Mo oh. was there the day before I was. Um, and, and that particular weekend, it was all comics in it. It was Mo. He was there that Thursday. My girl Kristen Seville, she has um, that podcast, and then we had sex. Her and her husband with the dress. She's okay. out of Virginia. She sold that bitch out Friday and Saturday, and then I had Sunday. So it was just comics that I knew all weekend in there killing and. You know, City Winery really messes with us, definitely. So shout out to Rondell. Rondell actually got me into City Winery. So Rondell yeah. Smith. Yeah. Hey man, shout out to Rondell. Hey man, that that hey he he Peter plug he plug on some shit that most people don't give credit for. Yeah, Ron, Rondell. Yeah, Rondell put me. He was like, man, do your do your shit at City Winery, man. They gonna mess with you because I he put me on a show back there in February, and I went there and uh, they liked me, and ever since then I've been in contact. I'm like, I want to bring my show to y'all. So, you know, I showed them footage of everybody I've been with. They rocked with me, um, especially when I was in L.A. Uh, I was thinking about doing one in L.A., and that's when I came out there and then had to do the comedy store, and that's when T.I. came out there and uh, and uh, ruined my set. And, uh, <laughs> but he bumped you? No, he, 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 he made them cut my time. He didn't ask for it per, per se, but they was like, yo, we got a special guest coming through, you know, uh, so we got to cut your 10 minutes into, you know, five to seven. So I'm like, who? She's like, T.I. I'm like, the rapper? So by this point, everybody has had an interaction with him besides me. I've met him on occasions, but it wasn't in comedy. So I'm like, what do you mean he's coming? He's getting on stage. I'm like, you've got to be fucking kidding me. So I'm on stage. 
I'm about to go over my time because I'm like, I don't see him nowhere. So I'm about to rock this bitch out. You know, I'm, I'm you know, I'm doing okay. And then I see an entourage of at least 12 people walk in at one time. The whole front row was empty. I guess they reserved that for them. It's him, Tiny, his son, you know, a couple other dudes and one dude that would not take his mask off. And I'm looking, I know a nigga by his eyes. I'm like, you gotta be fucking kidding me. I'm like, it can't be. I did one joke, he laughed, pulled his mask down. I'm like, that's fucking Usher. This nigga heckled me. No, not Usher, but T.I. walked in late. You know, I'm like, to me, that's a heckle because you have no mask on. Everybody was required to wear a mask at that time at the comedy store. So I'm like, bro, everybody knows it's you. So by the time he walked in, everybody lost focus on me. It was looking at him. I'm like, fuck. All right, y'all, that's my time. Like, you know, I did one last joke. Usher laughed at it. I'm like, yo, it's fucking Usher. I'm like, I would have I would have cussed T.I. out that night, but I'm like, damn, you just, I fuck with, like, that's one of my favorite singers right here. So I'm like, fuck it. That's like, that's like. I'm, I'm not like, to me, Usher is the closest thing we had on Michael Jackson. Like, as far as, you know, artistry and all that, his innocence, baby face type thing. You know, so I'm like, yo, that's like bringing Michael Jackson to my show, to me. So I'm like, damn, Usher's here. So after the show, we chopped it up, took pictures and whatnot. But I let T.I. have it last next time I saw him. I'm like, bro, don't you ever walk with my show with fucking Usher, dog, late and with Tiny, your wife, for real. I'm knowing I'm an R&B dude. Man, but, but you was funny, though. Oh, I was funny? Yeah. What'd I say? You was funny though. I'm like, fuck you, fuck out of here. Damn, bro. Bro. you talking about me being me? <laughs> no, cause no, he he cool. I cussed him out a couple times, but I'm like, oh, you, can't, you, you can't. I'm like, you can't do that. And a lot of people like, you 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 talk to him like that. I'm like, man, forget him. He a, he a normal dude to me now. Bro, you like, talk he, to everybody like that. Like you talk to, like even sometimes you be telling about how you be talking to yourself. I'm like, bro, he only like a kid, man. I don't care that little, I don't care the little bum ass. I'm like, bro, he a child. No, it, it, no I mean, it's 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 a normal thing for me because I'm from the Midwest, so we're naturally angry people. But with the Ti, it's all love. Everybody's all love. Like I, I did a show with him like two weeks ago, and you know, chopped it up. Like cool dude helping give him advice you know for the future cities that he has he's booked he's booked he got a couple improv days coming up and i'm like yo get up there do this rock out close out the show do what you do you know that's ain't no hate over here so we good all right man yeah so uh we're about to get a party so it's a little game i play with people before i leave it's called this or that so with you being from the cleveland area I'm gonna try to make. I'm gonna do this little bit of Cleveland and a little bit of R&B for you. So, the first one I got, you being from the Cleveland area, the Indians. They ain't the Gardens. They the Indians or the Browns. I'll take the uh, the Indians. Yeah, cause y'all be y'all the Browns. I'll take, I'll take the Indians. At least the Indians was in the World Series a couple years ago. At least you know that happened. You know, Brownies, man. That, my, that's my team too. But you know you. Gotta, we got to win. We had an 0-16 parade. Uh, like this. Bro, I'm still getting over that video one of the fans made cussing out the stadium. Uh, when yeah. he said, you are factory of sadness. I was like, damn. <laughs> that, it was funny. We, we thought that was funny. The city didn't like that no, we had an 0 I mean, I've parade. never heard that term. Somebody, you, he's like, you are a factory of sadness. <laughs> like, that, that, that's one of the sayings we say there, and God hates Cleveland. That's, that's another saying that I hear a lot. Uh, it has to happen. I mean, all right. With you being uh, um as much of a music guy, a movie guy as you are a music guy, so I got these two for Cleveland. Um, this one actually takes. I mean, so it's one that actually takes place in your actual hometown, Lorraine, 
Mm-hmm. And one that's like on, on, on Cleveland, that's either a Christmas story or Major League. I'm taking Christmas story. Yeah, it's just it's just a classic, man. It's, it's every Christmas. I watch that every Christmas, all 24 hours of, the, of it on TBS. Like, I went to the house. It's a museum. You get to buy the hats, the glasses, the BB gun, all that stuff is in the museum. You get to buy it. So I'm definitely going this year when I go. I said, you just seem like, it seems like you go every year. I could see, like, I'm like, he back there again? I mean, it's 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 nostalgic. Like, it's, it's one of the things that we can, you know, it's open all year, but I'm like, especially around the holidays, especially around the Thanksgiving time where everybody's going, it's snow on the ground. It's, it's, it's you know, classic. You got to go. What's your favorite part of that movie? Goddamn. Man, when uh she beat the kid to death on the phone. Oh, yeah. He like, what? He's like, you probably learned from fighting up and just like, what? <laughs> the way she screamed. I want to know what he was doing before she beat him because he was like, it looked yeah, like he, it's he, not like you just mind his business. <laughs> what I do, mom? No, Could you imagine no. just sitting there just doing your homework or reading a book and then your mama coming there flying with the belt tearing your ass up? I don't think I don't think we saw him the rest of the movie. Like that's that's how bad she beat his ass. He was behaved the rest of the movie. I'm like, yo, that's funny as shit. That's my favorite part. My part is uh after he got the Dakota. And he finally put the uh, code in. Boy, you just saw all the life to play out of Ralphie. Old team, some crummy commercial. Son of a bitch. I think that was one of the first times I remember seeing a kid cussing a movie. I was like, whoa. And then the whole time he's doing the code. Randy, let your, no, Ralphie, let your brother in. He has to be. Ralphie, I gotta pee. I gotta go to the bathroom. He's just sitting there on a hamper just because the code. I mean, it, it wasn't that fun to me as a kid. I'm like, I don't get it. But being an adult now, when you got something all the way built up and it turned out to be some total bullshit, it just like, because he ain't cuss, he ain't get mad, he ain't throw it. We was just like, ain't that a bitch? That, and then also when he beat that kid ass, he was cussing. <laughs> you racket, 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 you son of a bitch. I'm like, Yo, and and also at the end, when they went to the uh, the Chinese restaurant and the duck, with a smile, oh, it's smiling at you. He yeah, just to like, look at it now. I'm like, <laughs> that shit was funny. That's a, that's a classic. I can't wait to watch that shit later on. All right. Now this last one, I'm gonna ask you this deal with RB. I'm not gonna put this group in. I'm not gonna put Jodas in there because we already know you're gonna pick them over ever. So I'm gonna pick two other people or two other groups. And which one you prefer over them? H Town or Silk? Silk. Oh wow. Definitely, definitely silk. Silk has a uh, to me, no shade to H Town. Silk got a um a more consistent catalog because Silk still has all five members, you know, once Dino, you know, oh, Dino was right. well, yeah, once Dino let, um, you know, RIP, God rest his soul, once he got, you know, killed tragically, it's like, you know, H-Town had to, you know, kind of take a backseat, you know, Shazam took most of the lead, he takes all the lead now, but, you know, you need that person that, you know, that, that motherfucking Dino can blow, Dino could blow. He was like but Anthony shit. Hamilton before him. To me, Dino was like he had that southern twang, but he also like had that growl with it. So I'm like, damn, that motherfucker. Like, but Ashawn, they they saw it too. But Silk, to me, like hit a little harder because I like I actually listened to Silk growing up too. You know, them them they nasty too. Them them motherfuckers is nasty. Uh, Lil G is my guy. Um, yeah, I see you post a lot with him. His stage presence is like we both Aquarius. His birthday like a week before mine. So I'm like, oh, that's why we're on. Hell yeah, Aquarius game. So he. His stage presence is unmatched. Um, when he gets on, all of them, him, John, John, um, um, Big G, all of them, like they stage, they're they're comedians. So they're funny on stage when they sing. They'll do a song, 
do something for the ladies and then like tell a joke and then go to the next song. So they are and they can blow. They still sound like the record. I'm not saying H Town don't, but I'm I just I have to choose Silk over that. Like Silk is that's my guys, man. All right. So how many miles is it then since you a Silk fan? Oh, I didn't. I never counted. It's a lot of. Them. Oh, you let me I down. Never, I never. I never counted. Never counted. I just. That I just go a, with the flow. That was a, a big debate when I was on deployment. We were trying to figure me and my uh, my boy I work with. I mean, like, man, it's eight. That's man, it's nine. Oh, man. Then we just said, mum, mum, mum. and we kept re- rewinding the song back. We trying like, damn, we missed it. Go back in. Go back. We like, fuck it. This is. That was, it was more than nine miles. My room. That is a classic. I just said one because even Johnny Gill when he on um my 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 what he do my 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 I'm like I can't even count all these. Yeah, you can't you can't you can never count all the mines, but that was a lot of mines that Luigi did, and he's fucking classic man. Silk, shout out to them. Shout out to H Town too, man. They they're fun to be around. All them, they dancers. They got some of the finest dancers I've ever seen in my life. Backup dancers. Yeah. Yes, sir. Are we about to get up out of there? So where people can find you at on social media, man? Um, you can find me everywhere. Um uh, at Marlin Comedy, M-A-R-L-A-N Comedy, um, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, uh, Snapchat, all of the above. Uh what's what's new? I don't know if it's any new social media networks. If it's if it's a social media network, I'm on it. Uh fan base, all that shit. You can find me on everything. Um, if you don't see me post for a while, that means I'm reported. I'm in Facebook jail or something like oh, that. Hey, this man stay in Facebook jail. I know tell I, him your other name on there because you got another name on Facebook. So with that I, one locked I, up. Oh, I go no, I go by uh, Marlon Goins too. That's also my last name. I just go by Ballot, but Goins is if also you see, my hey, so if y'all see Goins posting more than Ballot, it's like this nigga in jail again. No, they 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 lock both up now. Because they they like oh this is Yeah, if, if I get locked down on Ballot, they're gonna shut the Goins one down because I use the same email. I'm like, oh, they figured it out. So now I got to create another one or separate that one from that one. So, yeah, I'm Goins also. So if y'all, you know, remember Donald Goins, the author that wrote Ice Burst Slim and all that, that's my cousin, you know, down the line. So that's me. All right, man. Hey, bro, it's been good chopping it up with you, man. This, this, man, this took me back to our early days, like 2012, 2013. I feel like we was back in the Waffle House again, chopping it up, knowing we got to go to work in like two hours. Acting like we ain't got off top of it. Huh? I slick one Waffle House right now. When you got that luxury being out there in Atlanta, it's you can't throw a rock without hitting one. I unfortunately ain't got that privilege. And you better so, take that. Oh yeah, you don't watch then. Y'all ain't got y'all ain't even got Roscoe's. So you damn. We ain't hardly got shit out here, dog. You gotta take your ass to Bob Evans if y'all got one of them. We ain't even got Bob Evans. Oh man, fuck that hell, Bob Evans. Ugh. That's what we got. That's Ohio right there. We ain't got no Waffle House. I mean, that's all up and down there, like on the East Coast, too, like going toward Virginia and all that. But yeah, we had to eat there on a school trip because that was the only thing we saw going. But oh, hell no. I don't know. I love me some Bob Evans. Yeah. Well, you know, on that note, you can go. I'm going to let you have that. But nah, it was good rocking with you, man. Hey, man, enjoy the rest of your Sunday. Appreciate you, my boy. My guy. All right, man. We're going to be up. Peace. Yes.